When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our hero's bachelor party is setting out to assassinate a wizard. Alan and Mudbutt have begun to connect as father and daughter. Quinny is planning to cut Reginald out or leave him out of the loop as necessary. And Reginald stole Quinny's scroll from Baba Yaga to protect himself. What the hell is going to happen at the fire festival? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. There are no two words in the English language that express success more than the fire festival. And that is where you find yourselves, my friends. Um, the doesn't count. It's not a word. Um, you are finally uh, stepping out into uh, the event that you saw getting set up earlier. And like most festivals and events, um, you you kind of like awkwardly saw them in their underwear. And now you're seeing kind of the full performance garb. So the festival is in full swing. It's evening. Uh, as most deserts do, it's gotten cool. Uh, there's a nice breeze. Um, and, uh, as you step out, um, the tents still look like shit. Um, but the stage is lit beautifully. Um, there is a uh, pulsing music, uh, coming from the large obelisks. Um, and there's a sense of excitement, uh, because no matter how bad an outdoor festival gets, the people who pay to be there will convince themselves it is worth it until the last possible minute. Um, and so <laughs> the revelers, uh, from around Faerun are, uh, already in full swing. Um, this is an interesting, weird moment, I think, uh, for those of you who aren't in a barrel, uh, because you've, I mean, obviously Reginald comes from a world of war, so this is completely bananas to him. Um, but, uh, Alan and Quinny, it has been a good God long time since you saw something this normal. Um, and these people aren't worried about a car. They're not worried about the Lord's Alliance. They're not worried about... Faerun or any of the things you've been 
concerned about now for, for the better part of a couple of years. They're just regular people who are here to enjoy an event. That it is admittedly a shitty event uh, that was misrepresented to them through a cool video, um, but are just here to to enjoy themselves. And um, I think uh, for both of you in different ways, you've never felt more alien to this world. Alan, you spent so much time in 2099 that everything feels a little bit alien, um, but particularly this, because uh, yeah. you... When you were with Declan and Honor System, you saw, you know, fucking Matrix 2 raves. Uh, and this is, in a lot of ways, so much more basic than that. There isn't light. The light is all fire. There's no electric lights. And now that you've experienced that, uh, it feels kind of quaint. Um, and weirdly, you realize that uh, part of what you've lost is is that feeling of belonging here. And Quinny, for you, uh, having literally been to hell and back... This is, um, I think in a lot of ways, uh, even though you grew up in the country, this is what you kind of imagined your life would be if you'd grown up in a city. This is the kind of event you would have just ended up at uh, in the same way you ended up at, you know, bush parties and bonfires. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the life, weirdly, that you're trying to avoid and seeing it through the lens of money and a weird magical casino in, in the desert is an odd way to see it, but you see it stamped on the faces of so many of the people who are here. It's that same sense of restlessness and desire for actual adventure and change. Um, and they're using this to kind of patch it. Uh, Reginald, all you can think is how easy this place would be to bomb. And that's a huge bummer. Um, but it is uh, almost... Um, it's unsettling to be sure, but it's it's almost offensive how carefree this space is. No one is concerned. No one's checking their their angles. No one's worried about where snipers might be. Um, there's no defenses set up around this. In your in, in uh, Grim Faerun, there's certainly a lot of these parties, but they are heavily heavily guarded. You know, they're four layers deep of security. The fact that this is just a bunch of people behind a fence is absurd. Yeah, it's it's the literal opposite of war. And Mudbutt, <laughs> um, you're looking around, um, considering all the things that are going on around you. The the wooden walls, uh, the smell of of slightly stale standing water, uh, how damp it is in here, the general stink you still have. Um, there might be a party outside. You're not sure. You're in a barrel, um, but you're also thinking about Winchester, and you're thinking about who Grime Bottom was before he met Igneous Plantier. You're thinking about um, what your hopes were uh, for being a son and having a dad. Uh, you're thinking about all of the people that you met when you returned to Winchester and how excited they were, and how excited you were that the nightmare was over, and then to learn that all of them had been enslaved under some demonic presence. All of this boils back down to Igneous Plantier. And well, you freed all of them and you can't undo what's been done, you can still make things right if you can just cut them in half, top to bottom, bottom to top, side to side. It really doesn't matter. Just some kind of vivisection that really just ends this. Um, You'll finally be able to fully embrace the new life you have because the one thing holding you back from true happiness is this one unfinished story. Um, If you're not going to do it for you, 
You at least need to do it for Little Richard. Um, and so uh, the four of you make your way into the Fire Festival. Now, um, you have uh, VIP passes, so you're able to get in. Um, with your VIP passes and enough uh, Karen-esque uh, complaining to the manager, you're able to bring in your barrel. Good news is that this place is so, so, so badly planned uh, that they're just excited someone is bringing more booze. It doesn't really matter what it is or who brought it. Um, they've uh, understaffed and under-resourced it so much that they know just extra booze will help. So you're able to bring the barrel in without much difficulty, which is a, a pleasant surprise. Um, but you've reached the point where you need to split off. Um, the The show will be beginning shortly. Um, Reginald and Quinny need to make their way backstage with the barrel to sell out Mudbutt and Alan, you need to find a place backstage for support. Their plan is pretty clear. Alan, what's your plan for getting backstage? Um, so we're back. Like, we've gotten through the VIP You're passes? in the fire Festival. Um, yep, so you're back in the campsite. Uh, the yeah. stage is ahead of you. Um, I guess it's basically going to be like getting in with the pass and then... I'm going to find an opportune moment to fucking sneak under that stage to the other side. Okay. Well, your VIP pass will get you into the wings. Yeah. Um, it'll get you past the fence and into the wings where you can kind of watch from the side. Um, so as you you kind of nod to Quinny and Reginald, do you say anything to them before you split off? I'm not compelled to say anything. Great. Um, so you take your leave and you begin to sweep through the crowd. Um, you approach the barricades and, um, the, uh, fire sprites you saw earlier are gone. Uh, in their stead are proper elementals, large, bulky creations of fire. Um, they may, based on your knowledge of these things may actually be the same creatures. They're just at a much higher amplitude now. Um, but there's also uh, the dragonborn uh, woman who you saw working security earlier. Um, now she's in um, like roadie tactical gear. So it's like one of those weird jackets that like everyone who works security in an event wears. So like a windbreaker that says security. Um, but it says it in like three fantasy languages. And um, she's kind of like checking a clipboard as people come up. And as you come up and flash your pass... She says, uh, yeah, all right. Um, you uh, you won that from uh, the Feats of Strength, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. So uh, what's your favorite thing about Igneous Plantier's show? I'm just excited to see the show. I've never seen it before. Oh, all right. Well, it sounds like you can do that from uh, from out here. What are you talking about? Listen, we get a lot of a lot of threats. We get a, a lot of concerns, and uh, clearly, you're not a fan. So no, 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 no. His Listen magic is great. You can enjoy it from the pit. No, no, no. I have been hearing about this show for years. My parents have told me about it. My sister's been to it. Everybody I know has been to it, and they've told me every single detail. And I just want to see it for myself. I just want to be Igneous because I'm such a big fan already. <laughs> Um, I was going to make you roll a check, but I didn't expect you to bring Tiffany Rathburn to bear. 
Um, oh, she man. she made an impression on me. She looks at you with a mix of pity and disgust, and she goes, "Ah, all right, a burner broad, cool. One of his fan crew, great. He'll be very happy to see you. I am sure. Come on in." Thank you. I'm like wiping my eyes. <laughs> um, she doesn't even look you in the eye as you go through. Um, because behind you are four more people who do that exact same speech. But they do it <laughs> genuinely. And she's like, right. Yep. And they're all wearing like burner broad shirts. And she's like, I hate this. All right. Yeah. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Um, so, Alan, you find yourself wandering backstage. Uh, the lights are dim. Uh, Igneous is nowhere to be seen. Um, but you hear like the fan group just be like, oh, he's my favorite of the planteers. Like, uh, you know, I thought some of the other ones were cool. And like, obviously everyone loves Cormium, but I just really feel like Igneous is like, he's the hottest one. Someone's like, shut up, Karen. Obviously he's the hot one. He's the fire. Uh, um, and then they, they get into a minor fight. Um, and you can see that now the cages have, um, satin sheets over them. Um, mm-hmm. And you can hear the the classic sound of owl bears, the like, whoo, whoo, uh, coming from uh, the cages. Meanwhile, uh, Mudbutt, you're being jostled around inside this uh, this barrel as uh, <laughs> Quinny and Reginald attempt to drag the barrel um, to, uh, to the backstage space. Uh, how do you guys intend to announce this uh, betrayal? Like, what's the the scheme for for getting this in? You can't really take the same tactic Alan did. Um, how are you going to get there? I mean, Reginald's plan is always to open with like, I've got a gift for someone important to like underlings. Um, so he starts nice, but he is also a general in a horde that was like ruled by assassination. So like if they don't take to that, He'll start with, like, it, not, you know what? He won't even start nice. That's a lie. He would start with intimidation because he would need them to think he was important to get past the guards. Okay. Uh, and then if there's anybody who stands up to him, uh, he has a magical ability that will start to affect whoever gets in his way. All right. So go ahead and roll um, Ooh, an intimidation check, please. Because um, I think as you, 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 basically it's you drag the barrel up and Quinny's like, Doing that thing I usually do when people ask me to help them lift heavy things where I'm like, I'm helping. And I'm like, I'm standing. <laughs> I'm, um, my hands like, are my arms are trembling, but yeah. uh, I am not assisting. Yeah, um, so I, I walk up and I'm like, hail friend, we've got a gift for Igneous Plantier. And it's something pretty important from somewhere pretty important. I rolled a 12. uh so it's not the the dragonborn lady she's on the other side uh this instead is um we'll say a hmm. uh, this is a hobgoblin um and uh she is um flipping a dagger between her fingers and she's just giving you a look that's a bit of a game recognized game but at a 12 she is not having it all right, let me rephrase. Oh, yeah, cool, yeah. Uh, Igneous gets lots of gifts. Uh, he gets boxes of used underwear that he doesn't want. Uh, he gets um, weird fan fiction about him and sometimes his siblings, which I just do not care for. So, listen, it's cool that you dragged this barrel this whole way, but I got to tell you, he's pretty fancy and he doesn't really need a barrel. Well, let me 
rephrase, my friend. Uh, and behind my back, I just like cut my palm uh, and I'm going to amplify this ability. So that means I take six points of damage. Oh, that was expensive. That was a deep cut. Yep. Jesus. Well, I need tendons just... to make this spell. Oh, yeah. He's behind you being like, Jesus, God, what is this? Yeah, you see the deep cut. So the blood disease trip with the blood empowers the magic. So I just used an ability called Blood Curse of the Anxious. So I amplify the adrenaline in the body of a creature within 30 feet. I choose the creature in front of me who is now susceptible to forceful influence. Damn, son. Um, so, here's a, a, just before we go on with this check, Ryan, um, quick question for you. How do you – what's the method you use to cut yourself? Because it occurred to me after last session, you don't have blades that we know about. So what's what do you use to do the cuts? I think he's got almost like you wouldn't notice it in in his armor off the bat, but there's just like a razor tip to the pinky fingers. It's yeah, almost like right. the armor equivalent of a very it doesn't have to be as long as a coke nail, but it's yeah, like that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the wrestling like razor cut. So that's, like it, yep. it'll open him up when he needs it. Or too. Um, Casanova von Frankenstein from uh, Mystery Man. You've just got the little Jeffrey Rush murder <laughs> finger. Great, a hundred percent. So until the end of my next turn. Uh, this, oh, I don't even need to amplify it, but I did anyway. So screw it. I'll continue with it. Um, so now I have, oh, we all, myself and Quinny both have advantage on intimidation checks against this creature and the creature has disadvantage on its saving throw until the end of my next turn, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, so Quinny, you're seeing, uh, you see this, this like surprisingly deep cut appear in, uh, Reginald's hand. And um, almost imperceptibly, you notice, like, just the pulse on the hobgoblin's throat beat a bit harder. Um, and you see her start to shuffle a bit awkwardly. If this was, like, L.A. Noir, you might be like, oh, they're lying right now. Um, so what uh, what do you do? Uh, she was um, uh, flicking a dagger between her fingers. Yep. I will take out one of my daggers and I'll start flicking it between my fingers faster and more intricately. Um, and I will say, um, when Ignis wants specific things brought to him, he calls people like us when he's not looking for, uh, amateur literature or dirty underwear. When he wants very precious cargo brought to him, we are the kind of people he talks to and we have a shipment to complete. Go ahead and roll me a sleight of hand check, please. <laughs> it's a four on the d20. So that brings it to a total of 16. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. Um, so yeah, <laughs> God for expertise. You get it going pretty quickly. Um, Ryan, uh, because of his check, I'm going to give you advantage on your intimidation roll, uh, which you would have had anyway. So roll three and pick the best. Beautiful. Uh, and I think I will follow him up by saying, I don't think you entirely recognize who we are. My name is Reginald Tingler. I am the heir apparent to House Akar. This is Quinny Brownbarrow, heir apparent to House Akar, a splinter faction who are bringing a gift to Igneous Plantier to build a brighter tomorrow outside of a pointless war that's happening right now. So you can get out of the way or you can face an army tomorrow. Uh, and we will try. If you can't get it on three dice, Ryan, I think we might just call this a series wrap. On, uh, <laughs> I rolled a nat one, but then two 19. So the grand total is 25. <laughs> Holy shit. It was almost bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. So 25 um, is our total. 
Uh, and uh, she kind of uh, nods um, at you and nods at Quinny. And um, as you walk by, she just leans down and whispers in your ear, Hail Unseen Hand, uh, and lets you in. Uh, that means nothing to you, so whatever. You're just happy you got your barrel through. Um, but uh, she, like, watches you with, like, approval now um, as you, you drag through. Um, Mudbutt, uh, sitting inside your barrel, um, you hear um, this speech. And honestly, it sounds like they're lying pretty good. But there's just something a little bit off. Just something that doesn't mm. quite sit well with you. How many hmm points do you currently have? Oh, I believe geez. it's only one. <laughs> yeah, we kind of abandoned think, that. Mechanic. Well, no, he just failed a bunch of times. Oh, that's right. We mm. didn't abandon it. He just kept rolling <laughs> yeah. really low. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think one. the last time when I kind of questioned why why I would need to trick butthole is a hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, gonna, I'll give you a point for that. So you're at a, a, a hmm total of two. Yeah, so I'm at two hmms. Okay. Uh, is that a third hmm? That yes. I just heard? It so sure is. is. If he saw me cut my hand and pretend to be Reginald, that's pretty he bad. He didn't. He's in a barrel. Um, but he did hear the the, the Reginald thing. And, and again, none of this sounds like butthole. Like, he's he's heard how butthole does this. And it, the funny thing is, it's not that you said, I'm Reginald Tingler, because that means shit all to him. What does mean something to him is none of this tracks as things butthole would do. And weirdly, Quinny, you're not really even tracking that, because this is the con... This is how cons work. You're actually... I'm really impressed with what he said. It's yeah, not, and also, so, this, it's this not is, like a bad thing. It's this great. This is kind of what you always hoped Butthole yeah. would do when you asked him to. Yeah. Um, instead of declaring unions and like busting up car, like, you know, statue making dwarves <laughs> houses and having them be pissed. This is literally the con. Um, but uh, Mudbutt, yeah, there's just... You're, you're, you're just slowly getting your like Zach Galifianakis uh, at, in the hangover like... <laughs> beautiful mind numbers are starting to come together into something. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, and then your butt hurts a little bit because they drag you up a flight of stairs. So it's just the barrel going like, k-tunk, k-tunk, k-tunk. They're not rolling uh, the barrel? Uh, no, not up the flight of stairs. It's <laughs> oh, rolling oh, okay. a barrel upstairs. Right. is not a great, yeah, not a great ride. for everyone. Oh, just okay. say, we, right. we want you to come out combat ready. We're not going to roll you. <laughs> just like, yeah. It? yeah, I was going to say, like. are pretty drunk and, and yeah. rolling you around. Right. We don't, we don't need to split Quinny crotch to top as you stagger <laughs> out of a barrel. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this was a discussion um, we had earlier before, as we started dragging the barrel in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you make your way backstage, um, and I think you meet basically the stage manager, um, who says, uh, hi, uh, she's, she reminds you so much of Annan. Um, she's a, a, a halfling, um, but, uh, you know, big, big, big thick glasses and, uh, just a, a mostly burned down cigarette, um, clutched between her, her lips. Uh, she just goes up. Uh, hi. Yeah. So, uh, you've got a... Uh, I understand you got to talk to uh, Igneous about a uh, delivery. Is that right? That's right. Cool. Well, uh, he's up top right now, but um, when he takes his first break, uh, I'll be happy to let you talk to him. But uh, as I'm sure you know, he likes to start the show with a bang. Absolutely. Wouldn't we all? We're happy to wait in, shall we say, his stateroom. This is the kind of gift you don't want waiting out in the public eye. Okay, so you want to talk to him after the show? 
Well, is there is there a, a limited portion of the wings? I don't know if this will. I mean, look, if you want to give it to him like as soon as humanly possible, because as I understand, you're fucking big wigs from some big wig place. And then she like takes out another cigarette, lights it with the previous one, throws the stub away <laughs> mm-hmm. and just keeps smoking. She's like, uh, then you can wait back here. Just stay the fuck out of the way of my crew and we'll be good because, you know, show must go on. we got a lot of owl bears. He insisted on 23 owl bears. Don't know why, but here we are. So either stay the fuck out of the way. And when he's on break, you can show him whatever you got to show him because, you know, you're not the first weirdos to show up with weird fucking things for him. Or you can meet him in a stateroom backstage and he'll come visit you when the show is done. Or an intermission. But who knows? Sometimes he just fucks off during that time. Who knows? I guess we'll wait here. This feels like the the right thing. This is very important. It's something we've got to do. So that's fine. We'll stay out of your way and send Igneous over when, whenever possible. All right. Well, the big guy goes up uh, and she pulls out a pocket watch and clicks it. She's like, ah, fuck me now. Um, and there's a, a burst of sound and light. And um, through the obelisks, uh, the final countdown begins to blare <laughs> out over the yes. crowd. And um, far above the stage, um, a giant wooden man who is rebuilt every single night bursts into flames. Um, And um, uh, from the speakers, you hear um, a voice just say, and it's a voice, uh, Mudbutt, that you recognize all too well, uh, just say, I hear you all like illusions. Well, do you like them? Hot! Uh, and then the statue <laughs> explodes and uh, Igneous Plantier uh, floats Magneto style out of the flames. Oh, man. Um, and descends through the, uh, the like, basically fucking skylight uh, and drops to the ground. Um, and he says, All of you are here to marvel at the power of the Plantiers and also at owl bears and suddenly like all of the silk sheets fly off and there's just like a bunch of cages of owl bears and he proceeds to just job dance his way around the stage like shooting <laughs> fire out of his wrists and then like dancing near owl bears um you can tell he hates this like it is very clear that this is a man who hates every second of what he's doing um and uh i assume you're all just going to like let this play out until he comes backstage yeah, I think yeah. right now, yeah. the more watching, spell slots he uses in his show, the yeah, better. I was say, watching the stage from where he is, I think all that's happening for Reginald is he's leaning over to Quinny and going, so how much of this do you think is actually tiring him out versus how much is like weird close-up magic bullshit? I've never seen him work. I've just seen him bid. All right, well, let's let's watch and see what we can figure out. So I guess uh, I've seen battle mages, I guess. so. But, but you can hear all this from your barrel. Do you chime in? Uh, I, I kind of want to, um, my, my, uh, battle axe has like a little kind of like point yep. on, on the tip of it. So I kind of want to like make a little hole so I can like see what's <laughs> happening. And, and also so I can kind of like talk. Yep. Just, totally. Yeah. Just be like, dude, dude, there, there he is, fellas. What are we waiting for? I'm going to start banging on the barrel and just be like, oh man, this gift needs to wait though until he comes to the gift so that he can get. The gift. Quinny's going to stoop down and pretend to be like tying his boot and just speak near the barrel opening and be like, we're going to wait for him to come to us, right? It's like fishing. 
We don't go to him. He comes to us. And then we spring the trap, okay? But have you just, ever been fishing? I My fishing is I, I jump into the water and grab as many fish as I can. Oh, yes. Uh, where you previously pooped. I get it. Um, yeah. Okay, so. That draws them to the surface and then you just kind of you know, pluck what, them. What is in your feces? Oh, my God. It's highly explosive with the amount he drinks. It's called PNP. Uh, it's, he just uh, it's in the lake. <laughs> And then pyromaniacs. Yeah, uh, fun fact, if you read the anarchist cookbook, uh, pork and apple uh, are really the, the most <laughs> explosive combo, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, this um, is his third booze barn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why you build it in a barn. So easy to raise. Um, okay, so, uh, Mudbutt, you hear them uh, trying to subtly caution you to wait. Does that work on you? Um. I, I think I'm trying to convince them. It's like, okay, what? Okay, what if? What if you kind of just like accidentally roll the barrel out front, and then he'll be like, "What's? Oh, I'm a dumb dumb. I what's what's all this?" And then I pop out and I just slice him from the crotch right up to the head. Okay, but we, Mudbutt, that's, we want this that's to be it. perfect for you. Yeah, Mudbutt, can you, you just give us, us. A, give us a second? I just want to discuss this idea with Quinny because I think it has certain merits. Uh, Ooh, and then I just okay. want to gesture Quinny over because like six inches away, you can't hear. There's like fireballs going off. You just stuff your thumb in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Quinny, here's the deal. Can we actually stop him from doing this? Because we could just roll him out there and see how this one plays out. I love a plan, but this plan's been chaos to begin with. No, look, we're. I think we're onto something here with waiting and... Rolling Mudbutt out there into the middle of a stage puts him pretty far distance from us, so we can't help him if he gets into trouble. Oh, no, no, listen. I'm not saying that it's a good plan. I'm just saying if he climbs out of the barrel here, it is a lot worse than if we rolled him out on stage. Also, this show is long. This is not like a, I have fun, here's 10 minutes of magic. I checked a program on the way in, and this guy goes for two hours. Yeah, and currently, <laughs> currently he's doing the bit where he's like, Hello, Oasis Casino Hotel and Lounge. I am Igneous Plantier, and you are here to be amazed. And he sounds like a dove made of fire up in the air. (laughs) He's going to start doing crowd work in a second. It takes a lot of work to make magic take two hours. Look, Mudbutt put this off until we were available for his bachelor party. Okay, I have to believe that he can wait a little while longer. I trust him. I believe in him. He can wait. He can wait in the barrel. If you need a contingency to keep you from feeling kind of squirrely about it, if he starts to come out, we'll both give him what he wants, tip him over, and roll him anyway, okay? Alan, you can see this happening from across the stage, um, and you have your finger guns talking power now, I suppose. Yes, I do. Um, do you send anything to them, or do you just I, kind I of actually do. I was actually thinking of, yeah, yeah, just like pointing at Quinny, being like, dude, what's going on? What the fuck? Right now. Plan right now is we wait for him to go through his show either on a break or maybe at the end he'll come to us here in the wings and that's when we spring the trap on him right here side stage. Okay, so I just point again. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll wait on the other side. Just one other thing, your stepdad, uh, he's getting real antsy. If you want to send one of these <laughs> mental notes to him just to keep him cool, really appreciate it out here. Um. So I just point to the barrel because I can, <laughs> I can, if I know, because yep. yeah. I know he's there so I can do it through the barrel. Um, it's like, I move my hey. thumb. You can see his eye. Like, <laughs> Dad. Ah! Shut up. I'm in your head. Just, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm whispering to you from afar. Just oh, shut fun. up. Oh, okay. Shut up. All right. <laughs>
This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. No, no, your eyes don't deceive you. You are indeed in the presence of the beautiful, glorious Cormium plant here of Dum Dums and Dragons. And yes, it is good to spend time with true greatness, is it not? Not like those Dum Dums and their heartwarming and hilarious adventures. No, better to spend time with someone like me, who is vain and self-absorbed. Of course, if you wanted to sink to their level, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and help support their adventures for as little as a dollar a month, which would gain you infinite access to our fans-only Discord, where you can talk to other fans about all the adventures the dum-dums are going on. You can add characters to our world. You can even create your own at the $25 level and get your name in the credits. But you don't want to do that. Wouldn't you rather stay here and listen to me talk about me? Keep still. Okay. Do what Quinny says. You uh, fucking wait. Oh, oh, I mean, we were just talking about them rolling, rolling me over. So shut uh, up. Wait. <laughs> okay, but wait, wait for when? N- like a bit. Wait. Like, like how long? For Quinny to say it's okay. So as soon as he says the word okay, I can go. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, but when he, you when just d- fucking wait. Until, until I need instructions. I will get in your head again, and I will say now. Why is he saying so many words out loud when no one's talking to him? That's not how it works. He's just talking (laughs) to who? That's not what he says to himself. Wait, shut up. When he says okay, Alan's talking to him. How is Alan talking to him? Magically, Dad. When I say now in your head, only then can you spring out. Not before then. You got it. So when you say the word now, then I then I go. Yes. Okay. And until then, shut up. Yes, yes, dear. <laughs> oh, how's Richard? He's fucking great. Now shut up. Okay, give, give, <laughs> give, give, give him a kiss for me. Give, give him a little kiss. Do you understand what shut up means? 
I don't know what you got against Richard. I mean, he's just adorable. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, uh, Igneous is uh, continuing his bit. He's doing the whole like Job's uh, like knife, knife in, his, in mouth his mouth for no reason thing. Yeah, yeah. so um, good. He like pulls open his shirt and he's just got a random card number on it, and he just points at a, a guy in the front row and he holds up a card, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> um, they're also just like none of them have really eaten. In a couple days. So they're all just very oh delirious God. and excited. Um, <laughs> and um, then finally, after uh, it's a two hour show, intermission comes at about the hour mark. It feels like seven hours uh, to all involved. Um, he stalks backstage and it's full on like James Woods as Hades, like shoulders hunched, just like furious, lighting a cigarette with his own finger. Uh, and he talks to the stage manager and she points to you guys. So um, and you, you see his eyes kind of go wide and he comes over and like they're playing like weird, shitty interstitial music to just kind of cover it. Um, and he comes over and uh, he says, uh, oh, great. A car comes calling. And to what do I owe the pleasure? Just a bomb. You're here to kill me. What's the deal? Well, we don't come a-calling this time. We come a-courting. We have a gift for you. Oh, Master Plantier. Really? Um, and he just kind of, like, does a full condescending wonk-out where he, like, puts his thumb under his <laughs> chin and he just leans his head uh, against, I guess, a beam that's magically there. And he's like, oh, oh okay. And what does butthole farch have for me? Listen, we know what went down with Cormium. Uh, he's told us all about it. So what could you possibly offer me? Well, I'm trying to move past what happened in the past, which is why I thought I could make an offering. Inside this barrel, thump thump, is King Mudbutt, thinking he can come out to betray you, but instead we've trapped him in a barrel, the victim of your greatest crime, and now he's yours to do with as you please. Listen, I have been told, and no plantier will ever believe the word of butthole farch. That's insanity. I don't buy this for a moment. Okay. It's it's true, sir. Um, butthole has had a... Uh, a change of heart. This is a completely new butthole. <laughs> Trust me. You don't know this guy anymore. And, uh, well, butthole and I, we both agreed that, um, well, it would be in our mutual interest to, uh, reach out to the plantiers. Obviously, we've had some run-ins in the past. We do have Mudbutt in this barrel for you. <laughs> um, it, it's actually kind of funny, uh, we beat him to within an inch of his life and thought, you know who'd probably like to deliver the final blow to this fool? Probably the guy who made him look like the biggest fool his kingdom had ever seen. Do it once again. Uh, boys, I'm going to need deception checks from both of you, please. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, what is that total? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Tell the game yeah, <laughs> that's a 30, baby. <laughs> that's an 18 plus 12. Wow. You have 12 to deception? <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it's another one of my um, expertise skills. That's so, so wild. Proficiency is doubled. Wow. On, on <laughs> I rolled a 10. Key skills. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's with advantage. 
Oof. Uh, so he um, he seems to be picking up what you're putting down, Quinny, which is pretty good. Uh, but Ryan, uh, you have rolled tremendously badly. Um, you can feel this slipping away. Um, and uh, as a lifelong coward, you know when something's really slipping away. Um, oh, no. And you can see the concern uh, on Igneous's face. Um, and you realize that if you really want to clinch this, it's not time for butthole farch. Might be time for Reginald Tingler. All right, so clearly you don't trust butthole farch. Then let me tell you a shocking truth. I'm no butthole farch. I'm Reginald goddamn Tingler. And you want to know how you can know that? Because fuck Moonhammer. She's a skank. And suddenly, like, his grin uh, disappears. And he's like, oh, um, oh, okay. Uh, first of all, thank you for that. You are clearly not butthole farch. <laughs> Uh, thank you for bringing me uh, King Mudbutt. And he just puts a hand on the barrel and the, the lid begins to burn. He's like, um, I should also say, I really appreciate this. Uh, and I really wish you'd open with that. And I'm so sorry about what happens now. Um, and so the barrel begins to ignite. Um, I fucking point at it because I don't know what the fuck he's waiting for, <laughs> even though I haven't given the word now. <laughs> Now! <laughs> Mudbutt, you hear the word now as the barrel begins to uh, ignite around you. Uh, I I uh, take a big step back in the barrel and then I kind of body check through it. <laughs> step back in the He's, he's going to do a one inch body yeah. check, Tom. Yeah, yeah like, like Bruce like, Lee. Ah. <laughs> But like, like what the, we, we talked about this before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then I, I kind of like, I wait till it burns a bit more so that it's easy to go through. <laughs> okay. And so, <laughs> and so then I like, I, 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 I bust through it and, uh, I just take, I take my big axe that's out and I just, whoosh, and I just swing up. Roll to attack with advantage. All right. One. Um, you get to roll it again because you have advantage. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. In, in my brain, it fails. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Three. <laughs> um, <laughs> God. And and I use like drunk points or it doesn't matter anymore? It like won't matter. Um, <laughs> you, you swing low like a sweet chariot. Come for to carry his balls home. Um, and you cut a line across the ground and it's full on like if this was anime, you're going to do that like cleaving jump where the villain stands there happily and then just like falls apart. Um, you strike up from below, just straight up into his nads the same way you did with Grimebottom. Um, and Deathmonger explodes. Oh, no. As it hits his nuts. Uh, the head of Deathmonger shatters and you come up through him and you look at the haft of your, your axe now missing a head. Um, and uh, he just looks at you and smiles and he says, ah, yes, junior. <laughs> How's Winchester? Um, and then he 
shoots forth a hand and a blade of fire spikes out of it. Everybody roll initiative. Oh, oh my fuck. God. Jeez. Oh, that's not great. Oh, so Tom. God damn it. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm going to let it go. I thought I was going to use something, but I'm going to save it. All right. Seven yeah. initiative. You made not a bad call on that front there, Ryan. Um, okay. So. Seven for me as well. Makes you feel better, Tyler. I rolled a two and a one. So, oh, good. <laughs> I rolled a five. I rolled a plus one is six. I rolled a four. <laughs> All in the neighborhood. So the three of us rolled fours. <laughs> I, I rolled a, fours. I rolled a six. Six. My initiative is only plus one. Mudbutt, you also had six. Uh, yeah, five plus one, six. Great. Uh, and I'm sorry, uh, Reginald, what do you have? Four. Cool. And then Quinny had four. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I had seven. Oh, seven. Uh, I was thinking hey, of Mr. something Mr. Big else. Dick over here. You got plus right, three um, decks. So, um, Mudbutt and Alan, what is the uh, modifier you get to initiative? One. Uh, plus one, yeah. Okay, I need each of you to roll a d20 and tell me the result. Seven. Uh, eight plus one. Christ. Mudbutt, you're up first uh, in that order. But uh, top of the round is actually Quinny. So um, Igneous like reaches out uh, with fire. Um, but as he does so, you actually see him just like look to the sky weirdly. And um, the fire, um, it, it like he's going for like, an, a, like a T-1000 like arm spear. Uh, you see the fire dissipate because he seems distracted. Uh, I rolled a one for him, so he's got to suffer something. Mm-hmm. Um and his eyes are just locked on the sky, uh, which brings us to you, Quinny, top of the round. Um, I pop frostbite, snatch it out of the air, um, and I will... Uh, you can also delay your action if you want <laughs> sneak I attack almost, damage. Uh, I almost want to. I mean, he's right there already engaged with... Mudbud, right? Or is that not really counting right now? Uh, no. He rolled a one, so theoretically it was going to be his turn, but he failed horribly. So, no. It, it's, it. Yeah. Um, okay. In that case, um, I do want to spend my turn. Yep. But instead of um, taking out Frostbite, I will actually um, I'll take out um, my physical sword, uh, the Captain's Rapier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll hand it, uh, I'll just basically like shoot it up out of the, the scabbard and then extend the handle to uh, Mudbutt so he's got a weapon to fight with. Great. And say, um, take it. Oh, well, wait, what, what weapon do I have now? You've got a rapier. Oh, okay. Thank you. I b- it's... believe it's plus one. I've got it. Oh, right. I've added my own thing to it. It is plus one. Yes. Okay. Um. So, Adam, it'll be your, um, I think uh, just for ease of use, let's say it has the same stats as your axe, um, because it's, I mean, a rapier doesn't hit as hard as an axe, but you're also an angry, vaguely drunk barbarian, so I feel like it doesn't (laughs) matter. Okay, (laughs) that's good. Uh, Because rather than one strike with an axe, it's like five, like just wax with a rapier. Doesn't really matter if it's cutting into you. You're just like, <laughs> whack, whack, whack. Right. Yeah. Um, wicked. So um, you toss it to him, uh, mud, but you drop um, the uh, sort of like half of, of uh, yeah. Deathmonger, and you you Jeez. catch this blade, 
Um, here's my question. Do you try and screw the blade onto the top of the haft so you've got like a weird pole arm or are you just using it as a sword? <laughs> um, no, like full, full sword. So I, I take the, I, I kind of, I take the, the shaft. And I kind of like, yeah, like I throw it at him. Just to, that helps uh, with the distraction. He's like, ow, what, fuck. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like stick. And then, uh, then I, I grab the sword. Cool. All right. Great. Uh, man, that's a slick move, Tyler. Good work. Um, all right. Uh, Mudbutt. You have a, a sword in hand. Uh, Igneous Plantier stands before you. The man uh, responsible for all of this. What do you do? Um, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so shocked from my axe exploding because I, I didn't think is <laughs> is uh, this is going with that, that hardy. <laughs> yeah. Like this, my plan was like, I'd be done by now, but, uh, th- this, this isn't going according to my plan. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm holding the sword and I'm just like, uh, you foul wizard. I'm done with your tricks. First you tricked my father. Then you tricked me. You probably tricked some other people too. <laughs> Well, there's guess, a whole paying audience he definitely tricked. Yeah. Well, guess what? You son of a, of a bitch. You can't have tricks. Tricks are for kids. And then I just like slash at him. Uh, are you going into a rage, sir? Uh, not yet. Okay. Fair enough. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, so go ahead and roll. Uh, you get two attacks. Okay. Oh, come on, dice. Jeez. So I got a three... Um, totally hits. It, oh, so, I'm kidding. It doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, wait, can I? Can I? Re- oh no, I'm not in a berserker rage, right? So I can't re-roll, no, or can I? No. no, no, you're not raging, so you can't re-roll. Oh, all right. Well, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I will say, um, Adam, both you and Laura have a point of advantage uh, from your heart to heart over the burritos. Um, oh, so you can cash that in for a re-roll. So you can cash that in for a re-roll. Yep. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Come on, burrito. Okay, 11 plus, I guess, uh, what would that be? Like eight? eight so like 19? 19 will hit. All right. Good work, burrito. Yeah. Okay. You did it again, you tasty treat. So then I do, it, it's the same as the great axe. It's uh, one, yep. one D12 plus four? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, is this it? Yeah. I go, wah. All right, 11, so 15. All right, sound hit, and then roll your second attack. Oh, man, okay. All right. Um, oh, do I have, like, drunk powers, or, like, does that deter? I've been uh, giving you a break on those for this round because this is a, a vitally important thing, but also you're not raging, so they would just give you disadvantages. Oh, okay. But All I'm right. being nice for narrative reasons. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I rolled a six this time. Oh, yeah, cool. Great hit. Um, so you're like, thwack, thwack, and then you go to strike him again, and he just catches it with his hand. Uh, and <laughs> the, the, the blade uh, <laughs> begins to turn um, uh, like that molten hot. It's like uh, red hot. Like, yeah, the red hot, like that weird kind of like orangish yellow as, as uh, the blade heats up. Brings us to um, Alan. You're um, uh, in the fan groupie section. And they're like, oh, wow, he's going to fuck them up. <laughs> um, I just stride uh, forwards. So I'm across from them, right? I'm on the yep. other side of them. Yeah. So I just 
uh, stride forwards towards him. As you and, um, take a step onto the stage, you hear a metallic grinding and all of the owl bear cages begin to descend into the stage. Oh my God. <laughs> they're not down yet, but they're on their way. Continue to do whatever you're going to do. Just be aware there All are right. tw- um, 23 I, owl bears. Are can, 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 can I get very yorty. <laughs> great. Can Igneous make a wisdom saving throw? So, uh, DC uh, 15. Based on his modifier, I'm betting he can. Uh, sorry, 15 you said? Yeah. Uh, nope, I spoke too soon. Despite his plus six, he fails. I rolled a seven. Oof, Wonderful. I'm so excited because this has never worked before. And so I've really <laughs> hesitated using it. So I walk forwards and I, I just point, I stretch out my arm as if I'm kind of like reaching into him and I just say, fear me. And he is struck with phantasmal killer and is now frightened of me. And phantasmal killer shows him the thing he's the most afraid of. Is that correct? Yeah. So I, basically in front of him, like I imagine it to be where like I am, uh, or he's not frightened of me. Sorry. He's just frightened. Um, okay. he yep. sees like, I basically tap into his mind mm-hmm. and create like an illusory image of his greatest fear. Do you also see it? No, he's the only one who sees it. Cool. All right. And what's the mechanical effect? He's just frightened in general? Uh, He's frightened now. At the start of his first turn, he's going to have to make another wisdom saving throw or be super damaged. Okay, very cool. So he immediately lets go of the rapier um, and the blade begins to cool and he he stumbles back. And uh, Mudbutt, because he's engaged in combat with you, he's going to see it where you are. And he, he actually drops to his knees. And he just says, how did you get here so fast? I called you as soon as I could, as soon as I knew he was here. How did you get here so fast? Oh, well, uh, you know, I'm getting married. And uh, so I decided (laughs) to have a bachelor party. Uh, And so uh, me and my adopted daughter and a couple buds of mine, who you just met, we came over and uh, then I I found out you were here. Reginald, uh, as this conversation is happening, (laughs) you see Igneous drop to his knees and uh, Mudbutt just really start to, to, you know, recap things, which is kind of nice. You also see all the owlbear cages descending into the ground. What do you do? Yeah, well, owlbears are bad, but wizards are worse. Agreed. You got to fight in your order of priorities. So seeing his enemy fall to his knees, Reginald flashes back to the military training he had to do in the first round of a car. And, you know, people often think soldiers start with swords. And that's not true. They're not ready for those. So they think maybe they start with wooden swords. And that's not true either in a car where, where he's from. They actually start with wooden sticks of a certain length with a rounded knob on one end going towards a slightly wider end on the other that are referred to as war bats. So he reaches behind his back and draws forth his warhammer with two hands and then just says, batter up. Uh, and then he's going <laughs> to swing it over his head. And while he does that with his bloody palm touching the weapon uh, as a bonus action, I cast Crimson Right. So I, I take damage again. I drain. OK, only two health this time. That's a little better. Um, 
and I add damage to the weapon as it strikes now because it's magically enhanced. So you actually see lightning run over the course of the weapon's haft and its head. As I swing forward, it's like over the head, two-handed down, uh, and I'm going to try to whack him on the ground. I'll give you advantage because he's literally on his knees having a conversation. Great. <laughs> Not the best tactical <laughs> defense. <laughs> that is a 26 to hit. Ooh, yes, obviously. <laughs> cool. That one does. Okay, it does four regular damage. Oh, no, sorry, I lied. Jesus. It does eight regular damage. It does six fire damage. And Jesus. it does two lightning damage. All right, not bad. And that was my first attack. It's just wham into the ground and then up and over and then just two-handed down on him. I'm imagining I have advantage because he's still on the ground like an idiot. Surely you do. <laughs> oh, man. This is just like playing the old games of war ball. <laughs> um, oh, but, but as you're watching this happen, uh, you actually worry that maybe you've been playing baseball wrong the whole time. Like you just thought it was about tossing a ball back and forth with your daughter. Maybe it's about coup de growing someone. I mean, I, th I think I've been swinging my my axe wrong this whole time because uh, my axe no. just dissolved in his nuts and he's just going to town on this guy. <laughs> Admittedly, not a problem anymore because the axe is gone. But yeah, fair enough. All right, uh, Ryan, what'd you get? All right, so I rolled a 15. Uh, so normally no, but because of the phantasmal killer, I'm going to say yes. Cool. Because like literally he isn't defending himself. I don't really know how you could not hit with a decent-ish roll uh, to a man who's, like, having a conversation with a terrifying thing that he sees. Cool. So that's six regular damage, four fire damage, and one lightning damage with an end result of a terrible round of rolling. Yep. Uh, it's all right. Um, I'm going to tell you, based on how much HP oh, wait, he how has, much, every how much, little bit helps. Let's see, how much regular <laughs> did I say? Oh, dude, I, I don't know. Six? I've been doing uh, fast sorry, math I, over I, here. I'm I, not... It's okay. I forgot to add four. So just add four more. I forgot to add my strength modifier. Cool. I hate it when I do that. Yeah, I got to tell you guys, I'm literally just writing a span of numbers doing math as fast as I can. And math is literally the thing I hate the most in the world to have to ever do. So, you know, All it's good. cool. Thank you for the follow up. That was nice. Um, um, Tom, in terms of a movement action, because I'm standing over him. I don't know if this would be permissible as an exchange for movement. I would like to extinguish the flame on the head of the Warhammer and drop a ball of flame somewhere else, or would that count as an attack? It's one of those weird things with this weapon. It's not specified. Normally, I would say no. But again, we're in a, a strange circumstance where you managed to pull off a sneak attack that also had, like, there's just so many weird factors going that I'd say, yeah, go for it. Great. I want to drop the ball of flame directly in the middle of the stage. Just so if owlbears come down, I can drop it 60 feet away. You got to move it 23 times and you'll be great. <laughs> Just be set. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an interesting thing. wizard. Here's an interesting <laughs> thing about this weapon, Tom. If I don't use up my movement action to actively control where it's going, it just goes in a random direction. Me like you, Dad. Um, okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Not cool. <laughs> um, okay. Um, 
so shit. Why am I? I was looking at the our former order. I was like, oh, I guess Alan's up because the ninjas went. I'm like, that's ah, from earlier. <laughs> um, okay, so um, Quinny. Yes. Um, at the risk of shooting myself in the foot, I don't think Igneous has taken a turn yet. Oh, that's true. Uh, I rolled a one, though, so I'm going to leave him out of that order. I really think between... Okay. So I already fucked him out of his, like, lance, but then also, like, Alan terrified him, which I really, A, respect, B, want to lean into, and I think you'll understand why soon. So, Tom, uh, I... Sorry, I'm a brand new kind of person, so I don't fight much, so I got abilities that I wanted to do, but I was dumb. It doesn't change anything. It's just called Brand of Castigation. So when I injure an enemy with a right, which is my lightning damage, I sear a brand into him. I could do it like once per long rest. Cool, so, what's the brand sear. look like? Uh, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> All right, well, you think about it. Well, Quinny's turn that was already in action happens, and then you Love tell it. me what it looks like. <laughs> Go ahead, Quinny. In uh, the blink of an eye, Quinny is behind him. Um, uh, frostbite in one hand, bonus action to summon forth um, a shadow blade in the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's striking with the both of them. Um, nice. I should point out, Mudbutt is still explaining why he's here uh, as this happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So <laughs> then we went to this club, and I thought there was going to be birds there, but uh, I was really disappointed. So was Richard. Oh, I got a new Richard too. He's like a baby Richard. I'm so sorry, my lord. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> jeez. Okay, hey, so you can't uh, flatter me. <laughs> uh, Eighteen to hit with frostbite. Yep. And the shadow blade. Probably not fifteen. Uh no, sadly, no. Okay. That's all right. Um, I dropped my dime. Just say Jumanji and you win. <laughs> Jumanji. <laughs> nice. Weird hunter who's like, I guess, my father, kind of, but not really. It's yeah, just another fuck mud shows that lean on, uh, you know, parent issues as, nice. as a main plot point. That's what <laughs> yeah, I say. Jumanji. Fuck them. Yeah. Uh, and it's... We're, I'm, I'm, we're doing poison. It's 2d10 poison. <laughs> this is why I make sure not to give you guys cool weapons anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what is that? That's a 6. 12. 16. 20. 24, 26, 28, um, plus 6, 34 <laughs> damage. Wow. Well, yes. Yes. Do, you want, do you want that broken down in like what's poison, what's cold? Nah, if he's man. got resistances or not? Nah, okay. uh, actually, if you have cold, that might matter. Um, okay. Poison does not. The cold was a total of four. So either take away two or add Another four, depending on what your thing is. Look, I know none of us have ever played a video game, but you hit the fire guy with an ice weapon, so you tell me what happened. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, cool. You guys are, are fucking really 
Well, good, because I know who he thinks he's talking to, and I don't I'm want so, that guy to show up. I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, Ryan like, knows, but Reginald doesn't know fuck all. Well, yeah, guys, no, just this is just Tyler just playing. Yeah, and I got some good news for you based on the uh, the initiative order. Uh, you don't need to to wonder anymore, um, because there's a sound that cracks through the air, no, like no, um, if you've no. ever heard something break the sound barrier. Um. And uh, there is just a fucking something drops out of the sky like a meteor into the middle of the tents and just blasts a bunch of them and the people inside through the air. Two people who were planning on having a fucking run later just blasted through the air. Oh, no. Um, and out of the crater uh, steps a a man who's just, you know, very handsome, well cut. Um, he's got blue skin, green hair. He's wearing just his red arm pads, his little red belt. Um, and, uh, he just looks around and, uh, he, he smiles and it's a radiant winning smile. Um, and, uh, he just says, but whole farch. I, <laughs> Listen, pal, I don't know what you look like, but uh, you're going to want to put your hand up because I got some questions for you about something. And it's all good. We're going to be great friends. Um, what? And then he looks down at the crater and he's like, oh, oh, no, I've got. Uh, I'm sorry. This is just going to take a minute. And he sweeps a hand out um, over the crowd and just a wave of people before him um, twist and gnarl uh, and become trees. God. And uh, all of you behold, for the first time, Captain Plantier. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons' artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H. ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. 
your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death-faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of... Coco, The Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep. <laughs>